From COK Studios in Kurt Anderson's attic, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the stronghold Hillary Clinton has on the Democratic Party's superdelegates. We'll also consider the origins and meanings of new words and phrases in our Consider the Source segment. And we'll consider pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime! Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Tri Foundation, helping boring people try new things like Tai Chi, Chai Tea, and Thai food. Visit trythis.org. And the Old Town Playhouse, now showing Agatha Christie's modern-day thriller featuring Hercule Poirot, Murder at the Holiday Inn Express. Visit otp.com for tickets and showtimes. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. Supporters of Bernie Sanders are upset that Democratic superdelegates supporting Hillary Clinton could tip the primary her way and give her the nomination. These superdelegates are elected officials and other party elites who can vote however they wish at the convention, and Sanders supporters have been using online petitions to try and convince them to vote for Sanders. One petition calls for the elimination of superdelegates altogether. But even if the Sanders campaign convinces some of them to join their cause, Clinton still maintains a 200-pledge delegate lead with the primary season nearly halfway over. Cordell investigated how Clinton has managed to stack up her lead, especially with regard to the all-important superdelegates. Because the superdelegates don't vote until you actually get into the convention process, it's unlikely that the Democrats will know who their nominee will be until they reach Philadelphia later this year. But despite that, most of the superdelegates are already pledged to Hillary Clinton. Why? It's that damn guy in the cape. Lexi Luther, who has been working on behalf of Bernie Sanders to challenge the establishment Democrats supporting Hillary Clinton, says that there's really just one person they need to persuade. Superdelegate. Who? Faster than a speeding ballot. More powerful than a local caucus. Able to generate millions of dollars in a single fundraiser. Look! On that podium! It's a bird! It's a socialist! No! It's superdelegate! Strange visitor from a state Democratic Party who only appears every four to eight years with abilities far beyond those of regular delegates. Superdelegate! Who can change the course of primary campaigns, bend other voters to his will, and, with his support of establishment candidates like Hillary Clinton, fights a never-ending battle for partial truths, justice for some, and the American way! Democratic delegates are apparently all under the influence of a caped hero named Superdelegate, who has been rounding up support for Hillary Clinton with feats of extraordinary establishment democratic strength. He's just wonderful. He's so moderate and pragmatic. He helped me sign up for Obamacare and then told me if I wanted more of the same type of leadership, I should vote for Hillary. Well, is this superdelegate really real? Oh, he sure is. He wears that stupid red cape and flits around convincing people to vote against their own self-interests. He was with Clinton at the huge fundraiser at George Clooney's house. I mean, it was shameful. It's not surprising because Clooney was Batman, but still, superdelegate has to be stopped. Luther and other Sanders supporters are hoping they can find some way to minimize the influence that Superdelegate and his followers can have on the election. It's just like Hillary to use her powerful friends to get ahead. We've just got to find her kryptonite. 
And when we do, Superdelegate won't stand a chance. He and his buddy Superpack will be feeling the burn! <laughs> Either that or we'll try to win enough regular delegates that it won't matter. <laughs> if a majority of voters choose Sanders, it won't necessarily be good for Superdelegate and his friends to go against what the majority of Democrats want. But as of now, they are giving Clinton a major boost. While Luther accuses Superdelegate of violating the voting process, he maintains that he is just doing his civic duty. From Metropolis, I'm Gordon Nutbrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to the world of new words and phrases entering the popular lexicon. Our resident experts, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, are back to share some new lingo with us in our Consider the Source series. Good to see you, Kincaids. Likewise, Connor. Happy to be back. Now, before we get to today's words, I understand you've written yet another new book. Indeed we have. It's a pocket slang dictionary called A Wee Bit of Slang. We just took words from some of our other lengthier books. It was frightfully easy. I dare say we should have realized how easy pocketbooks were before we published 17 comprehensive volumes of slang terms and phrases from around the world. Yes, but those volumes helped us buy our summer home in Chum Beach and our chateau in Lake Gurbles. I suppose you're right, dear. Besides, as I always say, you don't choose phraseology. It chooses you. Well put. So what has phraseology chosen for you today? Oh, we have quite a few interesting new terms for you today. The first one is sock marks. These are the indentations left on the calves or ankles as a result of wearing tight dress socks for extended periods of time. I know this affliction well. Me too. Oh. Do you sleep in your socks as well? Yes. I keep telling Leslie to stop doing it, but he just won't listen. The sock marks will just go away if you start sleeping barefoot. It's too late. I've been doing it for too many years. Me too. Maybe you could just stop wearing your socks when we make love. I've told you no. Moving on. Our next slang term is slobbed her down. This refers to when someone gives another person a bunch of very wet, passionate kisses. As in, did you see Jeff kissing Zoe? Yeah, he really slobbed her down. <laughs> Leslie slobbed me down in the taxi on the way over here. Guilty as charged. Okay, okay, what's next? This next one we heard on the NYU campus, pro-caffeinating. This refers to the tendency not to start anything until you've had a cup of coffee first. As in, I'm procaffeinating my project until this venti latte kicks in. Finally, we have Frumpty Dumpty. You said we wouldn't do that one. Oh, it's all right. I told you not to. What, what's the matter, guys? Oh, Constance is upset because one of the NYU students called her Frumpty Dumpty the other day. It refers to an especially frumpy and unattractive person. I had the flu, and I didn't realize the sweater I was wearing had several large moth holes in it. Thank you for making me relive such an unpleasant memory. Don't be so sensitive. Well, this is one frumpty dumpty you won't be slobbing down anytime soon. But dear... We'll discuss it later. Well, I'm sure you'll work it out. Thank you for coming by and sharing your phraseology with us. It, it was, was our pleasure. pleasure.
That's all for this edition of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also get breaking news from our team on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. If you'd like to donate to Consider Our Knowledge, please go to our homepage and click the Support COK button. That'll take you to Patreon, where you can make a secure $5 monthly donation to support our show. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Slobbed her down. This refers to when someone gives another person a bunch of wet, very wet, so wet. Oh, wet. <laughs> Much wet. You're, you're getting basil wet. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not on Hobart. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>